The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. Network that has taken flight. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm recording this on Thursday, May 13th, after the Hawks stomp the magic here at home, and a lot to celebrate this episode. Playoffs, baby! Hawks currently on a three-game winning streak. Hawks surpassed my prediction for wins this season, and now it's just about finishing strong and seeing if the Hawks will stay at four and seeing who the Hawks will play in the first-round matchup. We're going to dive into all of this after this plug for my bookie. If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation, and all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. 100%, just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this is your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on my bookie, and the best thing is, is that no cash is required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So you want a chance at free cash money? Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus and try to score some, in the words of future, like I said earlier, free band, free band. All right, and we are back. And I want to start off by congratulating the Atlanta Hawks organization for making the playoffs this year. I personally can say it was never in doubt in my opinion, but it was certainly a tough year with the injuries the 72-game sprint that they had to go through, you know, with so many back-to-backs and schedule changes across the league, coaching change here in Atlanta, COVID-19, life restrictions, and so on and so forth. But to make it to this point is a huge accomplishment for any team, let alone the Atlanta Hawks. But the turnaround, which started obviously this offseason from last year to now, going into the draft, going into free agency, is just nothing short of remarkable. So my hat's off to the Atlanta Hawks organization and the Hawks fans who've been waiting for this, tuck your stuff, pull out the re-receipts, 
all of them, because there is still plenty of haters on social media, the traditional media and beyond right now for the Atlanta Hawks. We got Julius Randle calling us out, wanting a first round matchup with us, saying, yeah, they haven't beaten us this year, but playoffs is a new game. Julius Randle, you shouldn't even said nothing. You should, you should just be happy that you guys made it to the playoffs. Like, they have a right to talk their stuff, too, but you don't see us here in Atlanta calling out players and teams that we're going to potentially see in the first round or in the playoffs at some point. So all I'm going to say is let's see what's going to happen next week. Let's see who we're going to play because right now at this point it doesn't matter. The confidence that this team is playing with and the health of the Hawks right now, right now it just frankly doesn't matter. I'm going Hawks regardless. Right now, the Hawks are currently sitting at 40 and 31, good for fourth in the East, a half a game ahead of Miami and New York right now, with the Hawks having one more game on Sunday versus Houston. Hawks are now 26 and 11 under Nate McMillan, and they are now 6 and 1 in the month of May, which is tied for the best record in the NBA, along with the Golden State Warriors, Milwaukee Bucks, and the Portland Trailblazers. Hawks have now doubled their win total from last year, going from 20 wins to 40 wins, which is just, again, why is this not talked about more in the national media? Why? Because is there something against this Atlanta team? Is there something against the city of Atlanta? I, I don't know, which is a conversation for another day. But, I mean, maybe it's because there's more compelling stories than Atlanta across the, uh, the NBA. Phoenix's turnaround is huge. Charlotte's turnaround is pretty big as well. And the Knicks, who did come back from 17 down tonight to beat the Spurs. So they did win tonight, unfortunately, but fortunately for them as well. New York still has to play Charlotte, who I mentioned, in Boston in a back-to-back -back Saturday and Sunday. And Miami, who upset Philadelphia tonight, still has to play the Milwaukee Bucks and the Detroit Pistons on a back-to-back -back Saturday and Sunday as well. And certainly the Hawks have the easier schedule and they will get more rest as they don't play until Sunday against a pretty inferior opponent in Houston Rockets. But it's the NBA. You got to come ready and we we can't punt that game. We can't punt it. We still got to win that game because the Hawks will clinch the fourth seed if they beat Houston and the Knicks lose one of their last two games. They can also clinch if they beat Houston and the Knicks went out in the Miami heat went out, that will give them the four seed. And then the last scenario is that if the Knicks lose both games and the heat lose one of their two games, the Hawks will stay at four. But bottom line is there's still a lot to play for, including the Southeast division title. So like I said before, we can't punt this game on Sunday versus Houston. We must be ready to roll and just let everything else fall where they may. Continue to get some players, some experience, and some playing time on the, off the bench. Because obviously, come playoff time, the rotations may be a little bit tighter. But our depth could be an advantage. That we can throw a lot of bodies out and are capable to do something in the NBA game. And potentially, you never know what's going to happen in a playoff series. And who can have the Nathan Knight game. The Bogdan Bogdanovich game. The Lou Will game, the Danilo Gallinari game. And we've had so many of those moments this season that it's very plausible that that could happen in the playoffs too. So let's see what happens. But we're going to revisit the game that helped the Hawks clinch a playoff spot 
which was a double-digit comeback on ESPN versus the Washington Wizards. And certainly on Wednesday night, the Wizards came out swinging, had the lead and had the momentum for most of the game until a run in the fourth quarter by the Hawks helped them storm back from being down 13 with about 10 minutes left to the John Collins three that would put them ahead with 24 seconds left that would complete the comeback to win the game. Trey Young, who assisted John Collins on that huge three with 24 seconds left, had eight other assists, so nine assists on Wednesday night, added eight rebounds, almost triple-double territory there, and he would go on with a team-high 33 points as he shot 12 of 25 from the floor and two of eight from three-point range. John Collins, JC, who's been playing great down the stretch, and he was as I said before, the hero on Wednesday night scored 18 points and grabbed six rebounds. Bogdan Bogdanovich scored 20 points, including knocking down four three-pointers on Wednesday night, which has been a trend of him having three-plus three-pointers in a long stretch of games. I have to go back and look at the statistic, but he has been nothing but remarkable for the Hawks. Clint Capella was another double-double on Wednesday night. 17 points, 11 boards. Oyeko Okongu got into the action with 11 points and four rebounds off the bench. So he had a really good game. And he was a huge impact on Wednesday night. And everybody who touched the floor on Wednesday night scored for the Atlanta Hawks. And they needed everybody in this comeback win because the Wizards played hard. And they always play hard every night, which is how they clawed back from being towards the bottom half of the Eastern Conference to potentially clinching a play-in tournament spot at 10. Russell Westbrook had a game-high 34 points, added 15 assists, and grabbed five rebounds. Gafford off the bench had 16 points for the Wizards. Davis Bertans shot his patented three-point shot, a lot of them. Scored 14 points off the bench and knocked down four from downtown. He was a huge impact. Last night and the night previous in the fourth quarter, Neto added 14 points. Rui Hachimura added 11. Tonight was never in question for the Hawks. Never, ever, 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 ever was in question. They dominated wire to wire. Hawks played great defense, forced double the number of turnovers that they committed themselves. No Hawks played more than 27 minutes, and everybody got minutes tonight. You get playing time. You get playing time. Everybody's getting playing time against the Orlando Magic, which is great. And as they should have done tonight, they won 116-93. Bogey was the leading scorer. He continued his hot scoring ways, scoring 27 points on 9 of 12 shooting from the floor and shot 4 of 7 from the three-point line. He dished out 5 assists. Trey Young had 18 points and seven dimes himself. Clint Capella with another double-double, 14 and 14. Kevin Herter had a good game off the bench, 14 points, and grabbed six rebounds. John Collins scored 12 points and, six re re and grabbed six rebounds. Sorry about that. He also knocked down four three-pointers tonight, and now he's shooting 39% from downtown this year, which is not bad at all for a power forward. Even though he was 40% last couple of years, 39% does nothing to sneeze at. Danilo Gallinari added 10 points off the bench. And like I said before, 
It was a game that was never in question. Sunday should be another matchup like that. But like I said, we need to go out focused. We cannot get caught scoreboard watching on Sunday. They can watch the scoreboard on Saturday night. We don't play on Saturday night. We have the night off. We can watch the Knicks game. We can watch the Heat game to see how they do against their respective opponents. But come Sunday, we need to handle our business against the Houston Rockets because I don't want to get caught with our pants down and have a bad taste in our mouth going into the playoffs because we lost to the Houston Rockets. Ugh. No disrespect, but come on, it's Houston. They're, not, they're, they're, they're terrible this year, and they're probably going to get a number one pick. But what, that's yet to be seen. So the question is, who do I prefer round one? Like I said before, to be honest, it really don't matter. It doesn't matter at all. But I love a Knicks matchup round one. With, In my opinion, with everyone talking about the Knicks right now, and the Knicks and the Hawks, let's say they have a first-round playoff series, the pressure would be off Atlanta because everyone's talking about, oh, the big turnaround in New York, and that's what you know all the big media markets are talking about. They're just marveling at the New York Knicks because they've been an absolute dumpster fire for over a decade. And I think that would give the Hawks an advantage along with the mentality of you know having something to prove because they were swept by New York this year and then the lack of respect from the media so I think that the Hawks will come in with a huge chip on their shoulder. And I think they're just begging, begging to play the New York Knicks. People have been talking up the Knicks turnaround all year long. Some people have been talking about the Knicks are pretty much a shoe-in to go in the second round of the NBA playoffs. And I think that huge media attention will put the New York Knicks under a huge microscope from playoff time. And the Hawks will have a chance to steal that spotlight. And I think they're ready to do that. I think they're ready to take the mic from the Knicks like Kanye took the mic from Taylor Swift in that awards show several years back. I think they're ready to do that. And on the flip side, if we play Miami, I personally think that the Miami Heat will be a, a tougher matchup. Obviously, division opponent, they know us very well. They're going to have even something to prove because they – went one and two against us this year. And even though no one has been fully healthy the entire year when the Heat and the Hawks have played, playoffs is a new season, and I think both teams are thinking fresh, clean slate. Hawks are happy to be back in the playoffs. The Heat, who are still a championship organization, and they made it to the NBA Finals this year, they're going to have that championship pedigree, and they're going to have a little chip on their shoulder as well. But I think the depth that the Hawks have on their team gives them a slight advantage over the Miami Heat, but it's certainly going to be a tough matchup, a very tough matchup. So having a relatively healthy roster for the Hawks right now is just, it's just great right now because McMillan basically has almost all of his weapons at disposal, which is going to be very interesting to see lineups, rotations, so forth, minutes in the playoffs. Having DeAndre Hunter back, Cam Reddish being reevaluated next week. Chris Dunn is available, but he hasn't played some games. We we don't have any clarification there. But with great defensive pieces to throw out, Hawks have so many players. As I said before, they can have their moments for a stretch, which makes them, in my opinion, outside of the top three teams in the East, the most dangerous team in the Eastern Conference right now. 
Boston lost Jalen Brown for the year, which is a huge blow. The Heat have not been healthy all year. They're going to be kind of hobbling into the playoffs, even though they're playing a little bit better down the stretch. The Knicks are really good defensively, but they don't have the depth that Atlanta has. And Charlotte, in my opinion, is about a year or two away from a run in the playoffs. Hawks right now are in prime position to lay down the foundation for the next several years this postseason. This postseason. You get to the second round, and let's say you fall short in the second round, that's something great to build upon next year. That gives you a bargaining chip in free agency this upcoming season for players who want to come to Atlanta. For John Collins, who wants to stay here in Atlanta and will probably have to rethink his contract situation. I just think that it just builds momentum for something greater down the road. And as I said, there's parallels between this organization and the young Golden State organization that obviously led to the dynasty. I'm not saying that a dynasty is on the horizon for the Hawks, but what I'm saying is that they're building it similarly. And this was the the summer of tough decisions that the that the Warriors had to do, firing Mark Jackson, and then from there going with Steve Kerr, making some roster changes, and then boom, the Warriors are the Warriors that are now that are edged into the history books. All we can do now is wait, take care of our business, see where the chips may fall, and hey, playoffs starts next week. We get to sit back and watch the play-in tournament, which is great because that's more games rest for the Hawks, preserving our legs, preparing for our first-round matchup, whoever who will have our undivided attention for four to seven games, depending on how things go. So I'm excited. Playoff basketball is back here in the ATL. You fans here certainly deserve it. You've been patient. You've been waiting. You have sat through some terrible years since Budenholzer left. You sat through the Lloyd Pierce era. You saw players develop. And then now everything is coming together in a perfect storm at the right moment in this point of the season. It's all about going into the playoffs hot, confident, and healthy. And now we are doing that. That is great. So now it's time to see us go out there and compete. It's a brand new season, whole new ball game. Trey's going to get an opportunity to be in the playoffs. John Collins is going to be in, have an opportunity to be in the playoffs. I cannot be more happy for those two players who are the cornerstones of this franchise right now. And, hey, let's see what's going to happen. I'm so excited. I am so excited. And I just want to see who, where we at, where we at, where, where do we fall at. So it's going to be a wonderful weekend. There's going to be a lot of NBA basketball to watch, everybody. So let's scoreboard watch on Saturday. Let's watch our Hawks do what they do on Sunday. And let's see what's going to happen with the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks. And if we have to play the New York Knicks, <laughs> we want all the smoke. We want all the smoke. And if you love what you heard today, give us five stars. Give us good review. Share it. Tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. Share it with fellow Hawk fans and NBA basketball enthusiasts across the globe. Playoff season. Let your friends know where they want to go when they want to hear about the Atlanta Hawks in the playoffs when all of a sudden we're doing great things and everybody's like, oh my gosh, the Atlanta Hawks. 
you point them to this podcast and tell them to come check out your boy Brad. Follow us at HoopBallHawks on Twitter. That is at HoopBallHawks. Follow myself, Brad Jarrett67. That is Brad J A R R E T T 67. Sheesh! Playoff season. Let's get it. Yeah! Feel that energy and have a wonderful day. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.